Welcome into another episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manano. In this episode, we'll be doing a Super Bowl preview as I'll be joined by a guest. And it'll be the Super Bowl between the two one seeds from their respective conferences, the AFC and the NFC, starting in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles, and in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. The game, it will be on this Sunday on Fox at 5.30 p.m. Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson, the lead Fox team, will be on the mics, calling the game, Kevin Burkhart, play-by-play, Greg Olson, color. And a brief intro to the matchup, Eagles on offense. They are led by Jalen Hurts, the dual-threat quarterback, who can do a lot with his legs, but also can throw it through the air with the best of them. Um, between the two quarterbacks, I would say, you know, as far as a pure thrower of the football, all, all, all looking at all the different types of throws and things like that, I would say between Hertz and Mahomes, I would probably say Mahomes gets the edge there. But that's no disrespect to Jalen Hurts; he still can sling the rock around the yard uh, at a pretty good, pretty good uh, ability. So um, he does a good job with that, and I'm really looking forward to this game because it's going to be the Andy Reid Bowl. Uh, so to speak, Andy Reid against his former team, the Eagles. Now he's the coach of the Chiefs, and he had a lot of success with Philly back in the Donovan McNabb days, most predominantly when he was the quarterback for the Eagles. Um, and Donovan McNabb, side note, in his prime was a pretty good, pretty good quarterback. Um, so Andy Reid now with the Chiefs has a fantastic quarterback to to lead the way in, in Mahomes. Um, probably the, the front runner for the MVP. Um, Hertz is also in that race, but I would say uh, between the two, I would probably give the slight edge to Mahomes. Um, the Eagles have excellent skill position players. They have A.J. Brown, who they got in the offseason, this past offseason from the Tennessee Titans. He's their number one option at receiver. And then they have Devonta Smith, who is the former college teammate of Jalen Hurts at Alabama. He is a very skilled receiver in his own right. And actually, I don't have his numbers up from this year in front of me, but I do play fantasy football, and I know that uh, Devonta Smith was a very um, underrated sleeper, so to speak, receiver um, that was kind of overlooked, I would say, by a lot of people, including myself going into the fantasy football season. And he had a fantastic season. Um, a lot of times you would think, hey, he's kind of overshadowed by A.J. Brown. Um, and A.J. Brown's going to get all the targets. Well, yes, that that's the case. And A.J. Brown's a good receiver in his own right. But also defenses have to account for A.J. Brown. And they have to throw double teams at A.J. Brown. In which case, there are many times where there are opportunities where Devonta Smith, the fantastic young wide receiver out of Alabama is left all by himself and can go to work and do it with the best of them. He has speed. He has good route running. He can catch the ball pretty at a pretty good, pretty good rate, um, pretty good ability there. Um, and then in the run game that they're led by Miles Sanders, um, you know, went to college at Penn state. Um, and he's, he's really good. Um, he was a guy a few, few seasons ago, you look at him, you say, man, he's really injury prone. He, he's he's got a lot of injuries um, that are nagging him, and, and that got in the way of his play. But this year, especially, he's seemed to, for the most part, put put those injuries aside, 
and when he's on the field, he's you know they have the read option RPO stuff that they run with him and Hertz, and it's it's really good. It's really dynamic, and it really keeps opposing defenses on their toes. And then in the tight end game, Dallas Goddard, uh, he was hurt towards the end of the season, but when he's on the field and when he's right um, and when he's healthy, he's a really good option at tight end. Um, maybe not to the level of Travis Kelsey, probably the best tight end in the league for the Chiefs on the other side of the ball, but still a very good very good tight end in his own right. Um, and he can – you know, be a good option over over the middle of the field for for Hertz. And I know that when Goddard was in the lineup, Goddard really liked, or when yeah, when Goddard was in the lineup, Hertz really liked throwing him throwing him the ball. Um, and I know that their their offense, as far as scheming guys open and things like that, after Goddard got hurt, kind of got there was kind of a wrench thrown thrown into that game plan, so to speak. Because when you have Goddard, you have him, and then you have the two top receivers. And then they have other receivers too, but those three guys mainly. And he would, Goddard was their guy over the middle that that you could go over the middle with. And not to say that AJ Brown and Devonta Smith can't go over the middle; they can. But um, Goddard's just just a really good option for them, and kind of kind of a safety blanket for um, Jalen Hurt. So now Goddard's back; he's been back for a few weeks now, and now they're up to full strength. At the offensive skill positions, um, one of the uh, one of the best offensive lines in the league for the Eagles. They have Travis Kel- Kelsey's brother Jason at center, Lane Johnson at right tackle. Their weakest spot is probably Jordan Mal- Malialata at left tackle. Um, but still, they're they're really good offensive line wise, and that's another good key for their success this season. Um, this is their offensive line. They've been able to keep Jalen Hurts upright for the most part. Um, and you know, it's, it goes to show you, you know, how, how much an offensive, really good offensive line is kind of take, taken for granted because Jalen Hurts has had a lot of success with his offensive line being so good. And I'm not comparing the two because Jalen Hurts is better than this other quarterback I'm going to name, but at this point in his career, not, you know, the other quarterback I'm going to name has had a very good career, but he had an awful year this year. But for example, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Denver had an awful year. He was sacked the most times in his, in his career. Yeah. He, he had the most sacks in the league because their offensive line was terrible. And yes, Russell Wilson was bad, but also their offensive line was bad in Denver and Versus Eagles, they have a really good offensive line, and they're able to keep Jalen Hurts upright. And also in Kansas City, they have a pretty good offensive line. They're able to keep Mahomes upright, and that's that helps. You know, when you have a bad offensive line, your quarterback's on the ground because Pasha Pasha's to getting him, getting to him at at you know very fast, and then you can't run an offense. So it just goes to show you how much it means to an offense to have a really good offensive line that's able to protect and able to keep their quarterback upright. Now that doesn't mean that they can't, you know, might have a weak spot where they give up a sack or anything. You know, they do, but it's limiting those, those times where the quarterback's on the ground. Um, and both these teams have done a nice job. So the chiefs, they offensive line wise are pretty good. Their weak spot is probably Wiley. Um, Orlando Brown, who they traded for after they lost to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl a few years ago, they 
they, you know, just going to my point in the Super Bowl against Tampa a few years ago, the Chiefs couldn't protect anybody, and Mahomes got pressured and and that, and then they they got beat in the Super Bowl by by the Buccaneers, and then after that season, the Chiefs front office said enough's enough. We're we're going to draft Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma in one of the most recent drafts. We're going to trade for Orlando Brown from the from the um, Ravens, and we're going to shore up our offensive line, and that's made a difference. So, you know, when you look at this matchup, you got the Eagles. They have a pretty good defense, although there's been a little shake, shade thrown at their defense, um, most notably by Brandon Ayuk uh, this past week of the Niners, saying that he thinks, in his his opinion, of course he's going to say this because he's you know he's their court he's he's going to he's going to stand up for his team. But I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said we were better than the Eagles. We just got caught on a bad week. Um, you know that the he said the Eagles defense is kind of, you know, flu. You know, it's kind of had had a, you know, a little bit deceiving of how good it is. People, a lot of people think that it's really good, but they, you know, look at their schedule, all that considered. And I would say counterpoint to that, Eagles are just playing who who's on their schedule, you know. And you know, I I understand Ayuk. You know, he's mad that Niners lost. It's frustrating, and they had quarterback injuries and stuff like that. And they did have a very good team, you know, that's, you know, they just got caught in a bad week and they were playing, I think another, you know, tough thing for them was they were playing at Philly and that, that really paid dividends in the long run because Philly was at home, they had their home crowd and that on top of the play in the field really um, kind of bled to, to the result that, that occurred. So, um, but overall this Eagles defense, if you look at it on paper, it's, it's very good. Um, they're able to, to get after the quarterback, they're pretty good in the secondary, um, and you know they're they should give Mahomes fits. But I think that that's the most interesting matchup in this game is Mahomes against this Eagles defense. Mahomes, if he's able to pick apart this Eagles defense, then maybe um, there's you know some truth to what Ayuk said. Versus if he's not, then um, you know maybe maybe not so much. So. Mark, what are your kind of thoughts on the matchup um, coming up on Sunday? Yes, yeah, so um, some different things here. Um, as far as the Eagles, when they have the ball with um, Nick Sirianni, he's done a really good job this year with the offense and um, keeping people um, just kind of off balance. Jalen Hurts has developed a lot as a passer this year. Some interesting things I was looking at, um, there's a, a website, a sports blogging website called The Ringer, and they were talking about kind of the X's and O's matchups, and they were saying how Jalen Hurts has done much better this year against teams that have played man-to-man defense in passing versus when they play zone. And the Chiefs like to play a lot of zone where they don't really have people – glued to one player on the opposite team they kind of have a you know a zone of people roaming around different areas to to cut cut off big plays and i think that's what the chiefs are going to do again this weekend against the eagles when you look at it on paper it looks like the eagles should have no problem scoring a lot of points the the chiefs Secondary is very young. They have a couple of rookies at cornerback. They've had some injuries. Ladarius Sneed, one of their veteran corners, was hurt 
in the AFC Championship game. And, um, yeah, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, probably the best one-two combination as far as receivers in the NFL. Um, something else to keep, keep in mind as well, the Chiefs do have a good front seven. So they not only have Chris Jones, who is their best defensive tackle, probably should win Defensive Player of the Year, but they do have Frank Clark, who's a really good defensive end. George Karloftis is a really good outside linebacker for them. So the thing with the thing that I'm sure C. Spagnola is going to tell his guys is to not let Jalen Hurts run around the corner for big gains, right, Big A? Because we've seen Jalen Hurts do that a lot in the regular season, where if the linebackers lose contained, he can get huge chunks of yardage against the pa- like like he did against the Packers. So that'll be something else to look out for. Hertz has not been running as much as he was before he injured his shoulder with about three or four weeks left to go. So, you know, it's the Super Bowl, obviously. He might put his shoulder on the line a couple times if needed, but that has hampered the, the Eagles offense a little bit from teams not having to worry about him running around as much. Um, something else too, the, the linebackers for the, the chiefs, Willie Gay and Nick Bolts, and they're going to have to be making a lot of plays with dealing with Dallas Goddard up the seam. Like you're talking about Adam. And then Miles Sanders is really good out of the backfield, catching the ball. And it should be fun to see how C. Spagnolo matches up with them. C. Spagnolo has been in many big games. He was actually the defensive coordinator for the Giants when they beat the undefeated Patriots. He was a coordinator for the Chiefs when they won the Super Bowl uh, three years ago against San Francisco. So he knows he's been in this game before. He knows how to game plan. So that should be interesting. And then when the Chiefs are are on offense, you know, you have Mahomes, who's obviously the best player in the league this year. With the injuries that they have to – Juju Smith-Schuster and Kadarius Tony is going to put a lot of pressure on Travis Kelsey. Um, something that the the article on the Ringer is mentioning is that it's going to be difficult for the 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 Eagles to shut him down completely because they're going to line Kelsey up all over the formation, not just at the regular tight end position, but you know line him up as a receiver and try to have him go against the cornerback. So that. Should be interesting to see how Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, handles that. And remember, Marquez Valdez scaling at him. He had a, he's having a pretty good postseason. I think look for the Chiefs to try to take a couple deep shots because this is a aggressive defense. They like to go after people, and um, might be. And they have aggressive cornerbacks too, Darius Slay and James Bradbury. They like to jump routes and get interceptions, so it might be worth trying to get a deep shot in there to, to Marquez Valdez Scantling and something else with the running backs as well with the chiefs. They, they really like to get the ball to Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco in space. They're, they're pretty good at turning, you know, five or gain into 10 yards. And that is something that the chiefs have had to do a little bit more of this year because they don't have Tyreek Hill and you know, Marquez Valdez scaling is decent, of course, at, at the deep shot, but it's kind of forcing Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes to take the checkdowns, take what the defense is giving them, which might actually help in this situation with the Eagles and a 
Uh, fearsome pass rush. They lead the league in sacks, 70 sacks. So that would that'll help them out as well. And then, but the injury that Pat Mahomes had with his ankle, for sure, you can notice that he was not as fast as he usually is. In the AFC Championship game, he has had a couple of weeks to rest. So you would think that he would, um, he would be able to be a little bit more mobile and maybe avoid some sacks or turn sacks into throwaways this year or this uh, this game. I think the Chiefs can move the ball. It's going to come down to turnovers. Mahomes has had quite a bit of turnovers this year, and they've that's kind of what's been hurting them in big games that they've lost is, is the turnovers over the last couple of years. The Chiefs, that is, when they lose, they, they have turnover problems. And red zone efficiency, the Chiefs are not very good in the red zone on defense. The Eagles are much better. So who can turn touchdowns for the other team into field goals will be the big question. And something else, too, just really briefly with the special teams. Both teams have pretty good kickers. Jake Elliott for the Eagles, 20 of 23 this year on field goals. Harrison Butker, 18 of 24. So with that said, we're going to get into some fun prop bets for the game and then make our predictions. So I'm going to start off, and uh, I'll I'll say the category, and I'll say what I'll say. I'll say what I think is going to happen with the prop bet, and then Adam will say what he says. So the first prop bet is the overall point total. Right now, the over-under is at 50. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to say the over. What do you think, Adam? I'll say over as well. Next one, Pat Mahomes, 295 yards. That is a lot of yards, but I think the Chiefs are going to be throwing a lot. And I think they might be losing in this game and have to throw. So I would say he will throw more than 295. What do you think, Adam? Over. Adam says over. Longest pass completion in the game. I was surprised that this was kind of lower than I thought. 37 and a half yards for the longest completion. I think it's going to be over. I think Devontae Smith is going to have a big play down the field or A.J. Brown. I'm going to say longest pass completion will be more than 37 and a half. What do you think, Adam? I'll say Orver, uh, potentially Kelsey with a long reception. All right. Adam thinks maybe Kelsey will have a big one. Next one, Devontae Smith, 64 and a half yards for the game. I think it's going to be definitely over. I think he's going to have a big catch and maybe a touchdown or two. I'll say over 64 and a half for Devontae Smith. What do you think, Adam? I'll say Orver. MVP of the game. I'm kind of spoiling my prediction here, but I think it will be Jalen Hurts. I think he will do some damage on the ground and maybe run for a touchdown or two and throw for a touchdown or two. So I will say Jalen Hurts. What do you think, Adam? Who's the MVP going to be? Patrick Mahomes. All right. Well, that might uh, be some foreshadowing for who Adam picks coming up here. Color of Gatorade. A lot of colors to choose from here. I'm going to say lime green. What do you think? I'm going to say blue. Blue. That would be very surprising because a lot of people like to think, well, you know, if you, if the winning team's main color is green, that's going to be green. Or if the main if the winning team's okay. color is red, then maybe it'd be red. But I'll Adam say blue. says blue. Yep. Somehow the, the, there's blue getting in there. Somebody thought the New York Giants were making the Super yep. Bowl and they're going to bring a big blue thing of Gatorade there. Um. Another one, will a team have three consecutive scores in the game, meaning, you know, will a team go on a run, score a couple touchdowns or a field goal before 
another team gets a score. I will say yes. This is one that usually hits in all the Super Bowls. It's a big game of momentum, so I will say yes. What do you think, I'll Adam? I'll say no. Adam says no. Also, we have uh, kind of some scoring props here. For scoring touch. Will the first scoring touchdown be a run or a pass? I think it's going to be a run by Jalen Hurts, maybe in the goal line, a little bit read option. What do you think, Adam? Pass by Mahomes. Adam says a pass by Mahomes. So that – that uh, is a good bet. Also, national anthem. That's always a fun one. You got and for everybody at home, what you want to do? Get your phone. As soon as they start singing the first note, hit start on your stopwatch. It's gonna play until they're finally done with the last note. This one. Whatever the time is, I'm taking the over. Big A thinks over. Now, you know everybody thinks you know over automatically, right? Could be a different style of singer. Yeah. Could it be someone that really likes football and they wants to start the game yeah. earlier. So <laughs> maybe, maybe it's under. I'm gonna say under. Chris Stapleton is a country singer. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'll say on that. Uh, first song played by Rihanna. A lot of people think that she's gonna uh, sing "Shine Bright Like a Diamond." Does Adam think that that'll be the first song? Yes, he does. All right, couple more. Tom Brady references. Are they going to say his name more than one and a half times during this game? Smashing the over. He's smashing the over. You got to because. Tom Brady, they're going to talk about how he how today he came out and said that he's going to be joining the Fox broadcast team in the fall of 2024. And they're going to bring that storyline up. And they're going to also somehow mix in how it's another Super Bowl without Tom Brady. And they're going to mention about how he retired. And then they're probably going to speculate on oh well tom brady said that he didn't he's not going to start his broadcasting career till the fall of 2024 so what's tom brady going to do for 2023 is he going to come back out of retirement or is he going to stay retired or whatever because everybody in the whole wide world that loves tom brady and they should because he's a very good quarterback but it's true they love tom brady so they're going to talk about tom brady although i honestly think I just think that Tom Brady's done playing. I think that he's he's not going to do do another season of I'm going to retire and then I'm going to come back out of retirement. I think he's seriously done. But it, it's a talking point for people in the media to talk about, you know, understandably. Well, what's he going to do this this fall? Is he just going to take off? What's what's he going to do? And although I think I think he's done, but people will talk about it. All right. So hammer the over and also, folks. You know, as Clark Griswold would say in the Christmas vacation, when he when he has a turkey, right? If this and he says, if this tur- turkey tastes half as good as it looks, then it we're win for a real treat. I think you can say the same for this game, Adam. Two number one seeds, two great offenses. We're in for a we're in for a treat. Hopefully, it's not like the Broncos game against the Seahawks when it was a big blowout and it was a disaster. Uh, something else too, and Big A remembers watching these these two games. So this Super Bowl is in Arizona. Right? Yes. So the last two Super Bowls in Arizona. David Tyree. David Tyree helmet catch. Giants beat the Patriots. Russell Wilson. And then the next one, the play at the goal line that changed the fortunes of franchises. Russell Wilson gets intercepted by Malcolm Butler. You better believe they're probably going to be showing those plays at some point. And during the broadcast. Or on pregame. Or on pregame. And. And or or on the five hour pregame. Or on the five. Well, I didn't. And folks, 
I don't know if you want to tune in for five hours of pregame. If you're a diehard like us, you might dabble in a little bit, but I don't think it's necessary to have five-hour pregame. But anyways, looking forward to it, and um, I'm going to say... I'll just cut to the chase and get to my prediction uh, before we wrap up another episode of Big A Sports Show. First, Mark thinks, say... that, Mark thinks that the Eagles are going to win this game 35-31. Ah, you had the... Uh, they're close to what my score was, but the wrong team. The Chiefs are going to win. You're a point off for the winning team of my final score. I say Chiefs 34, Eagles 31. I think that this Super Bowl is going to be one of the best Super Bowls that's ever been played. If everything lives up to it, if all the hype that's been brought up about the number one seeds, the really good offenses on both sides, um, the Eagles defense being very solid. And I think the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs defense doesn't get enough credit. Is the Chiefs defense elite? No. But the Chiefs defense still has Chris Jones. They still have George Karloftis, the young uh, player out of, out of uh, I believe, Purdue. I, of, of Purdue. Um, they still have, you know, some, some very good, you know, playmakers on the de- defensive side of the ball. And Spagnolo. Their DC is very experienced. He can dial up some different schemes against Jalen Hurts. Um, and, you know, Spags, as they call him for short, has, has seen it all. So Spags has um, been, been playing against different young quarterbacks who can run and, and you know, have, have the skill set of Jalen Hurts. So I think that the Chiefs defense doesn't get enough credit. Um, it's it's overshadowed by the the fantastic offense that the they have year in and year out. Um, like I said, it's by no means elite. It's by no means quote unquote special. But I think that it's not terrible. It's 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 about middle of the pack, and they do have you know s- some some instances where they can go from middle of the pack to to top ten looking, and um, they have some playmakers on that side of the ball too. So I don't think that the Chiefs. Defense gets enough credit for the the, the type of 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 um of of defense they are, and I think that their defense that plays for the style of their team. You know, they they their defense that does enough, and Mahomes carries them, their offense carries them, and their their defense they win games because their defense does enough, and their defense doesn't stick out like a sore thumb, so to speak. Um, if their defense was terrible, then they would be losing more games than, than they are. And they're, they would be giving up oodles of points at time in and time out. You know, the, their defense knows what, what type of team they are. They're offensive first team. And then their defense plays off that and does the work they need to do necessary for them to win more games than, you know, as many games as they do. So does big a think this game is going to come down to the last drive? Yes. How does it end? Butker field goal. Yeah. Okay. I say it's not last second, but it's within the last two minutes. I think that the Eagles have a last drive and they, they have, you know, that just, they don't get far enough to, to get into field goal range and when the chiefs win. So, although I will say, I will say that I'd be fine with either team. If either team won, I'd be fine if the Eagles won. I think that the Eagles are a good story, and I think that 
although I respect Mahomes and I will never get sick of Mahomes just because he seems like a great, great guy and he's a fantastic out-of-this-world quarterback who's already at a young age. We can already safely say he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best quarterbacks ever. Um, he just is. You know, when he's healthy, he's, he's amazing. He's he's appointment TV um, every every night out. He's he's just fantastic. Um, and Chiefs fans, you should be very lucky to have him. Um, yeah, there was uh, but, reports of uh, the Bears were saying how they were going to draft Mahomes. So fortunately for us Packer fans, yes, that happened. Yes. So thanks for the Chiefs for doing. Yes. So I just think that um, you know, in Andy Reid, Andy Reid's so so likable. You know, I love Andy Reid. He's a, he's a great coach, and he's he's not he's not a coach that's cocky. You know, he's had so much success. It's so easy for a guy like that to have an ego and it just seems like he doesn't have an ego. He just goes about it the right way. And for the Eagles too, like Nick Sirianni is a young coach. He's pretty likable. Um, he's, he's got a swagger about him, but I feel like he's not, he's not overboard about it. He's, he's still got a little bit of humble, humble pie in, in himself, so to speak, um, to know that, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm doing a good job early on in my, in my head coaching career, but I do, I'm still, I'm young and I still got some stuff to learn. Um, and I got some, you know, stuff to prove. Um, and I just think that, you know, the Eagles haven't won in a while and yes, I respect Mahomes and, you know, I, I, I'm never going to get sick of him, but I will say it would be nice if, you know, the chiefs have been in the Super Bowl what, three out of the last four years, it would be nice if, you know, somebody else would, would get in there on the AFC side. So AFC teams next year, take note, somehow find a way in the draft coming up in the draft and the offseason free agents somehow find a way to overtake Mahomes because I I will never get sick of him, but it'd be nice to get somebody else in there. So hope for a good Super Bowl, good with either team, but I give the slight edge to the Chiefs. Thanks for listening.